Testing. One, two, three. Put you under here. Let's get some of this stuff out of the way. Alright. Oh, great. The ads are on. I just heard him go, it can make a grown man cry. That face. Good morning. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. My name is Pastor Tori. We are we're excited. This is our fast ended at midnight and and so we're excited. I know people are excited about, you know, what God is doing in our lives, how God moved during the fast. And, and so it's celebration time. We're celebrating for the move of God uh, like never before. And, and even as, as, you know, it talks about in Daniel 10, 12, that when he prayed that God heard him the first time when he prayed. And it took him 20 and one days, right, to answer because he was, you know, fighting with the Prince of Persia. And it, just, just a 21-day fast is just a powerful time of unity. It brings our church together and fellowship. And just... Just to join together in that is just an amazing time. So we're going to sit back. We're going to we're going to be excited. We're also going to rejoice, you know, in the Lord and and always rejoice. Uh, on Wednesday we got a special treat for you. Uh, Pastor Rita is going to re-air our sermon about overcoming fear. So please tune in on Wednesday. Uh, and just a great message, great study time. But it's greater, right? That that we need to be people of faith and not. Fear, not not allowed to be overcome and, and know that your prayers are being heard by God Almighty, our Father in heaven, and he hears you when you pray. So there's no need to be afraid. So please join and, and, and be a part of that message as well. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, jump right into the word. I also welcome you to go to our website at hopochurch.org and just pray over ministries, lift us up. If you want to be a part and partner with us financially, uh, please go into the donate button and, and give. It's God purpose in your heart what you should give. God loves a cheerful giver. And you can know that it is going to reach in the world, outreach, feeding people who don't necessarily have anything. And so we're going to pray and then we're going to enter in. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the service today. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing your word. And we thank you, Lord, that, that everything said, everything done, Lord, will be done to glorify you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say, Lord God. And I thank you that I decrease and you increase, Father, and that you will have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, it's... You know, it's, it's about God and, and, and God, what God has for our life. You know, God has a great plan. It's a great, great thing for us to have. And so today's message about God picked this out for me. 
uh, knowing who is in control. And that's good because you understand whatever's happening in your life, understand that God is still in control. Now, he may not have brought the bad thing, but God is so good at making things good that he can work all things for your good. And so when you know God has picked out for you what you shall be and what you shall do and who he's called you to be, it does not matter what's happening around you or even to you because you know what God has picked out for you. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 40, it says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat unto the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And when he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Jesus picked out the other, Jesus picked out the other side for himself and the disciples and, and the disciples. Yet when the storm hit, the disciples changed into the fear and doubt. And so, um, you know, part of this in, in our growth time, and that's actually Mark 35 through 39, um, that, that he, he said unto them, you know, like, what, I, mean, I mean, through 40, why are you so fearful? Jesus picked out the other side. He said, that's where we're going. And that's what Jesus picked out for them. Now, a storm came, and somehow they forgot what God picked out for you. You know, one of the most difficult things we have sometimes in the morning, th those of us who run into this, we, we struggle with what am I going to wear. And, and, you know, it's always good. You know, we may have complained when we were kids, but when our folks picked out our clothes, we didn't have to sweat that. If we would understand what God has picked out for our lives, God picked that out for me. God picked me out to be blessed. He picked me out to be an overcomer. He picked me out to be victorious. He picked me out to be sound in my mind and I didn't have a spirit of fear. God got stuff he picked out for me. I'm sorry you don't like me, but God picked this out for me. And you have to get in there and be excited about that. However, when things come out, don't go changing clothes like the disciples did. And they went out and they changed into fear and doubt and they were afraid when God had picked out the other side. So it didn't matter what was coming against them. What God picked out, that's what they were going to wear. Understand what are you going to wear. Know what God has said. He said, Beloved, I wish a third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Why are you wearing worry? Why are you wearing doubt? Why are you wearing unbelief? God didn't pick that out for you. God didn't pick bad relationship out for you. God picked out that people would be around you that would love you and care for you and respect you for who you are. And there's the power of God. He picked this out for you. So it is discouraging, ultimately defeating, to only put on the problem and not wear the hope, joy, and peace outfit that God picked out for us. You know what I mean? They, they, they immediately, the, the disciples with Christ, they're preaching to the multitudes, send them home, let's go to the other side, and then they start changing clothes. I, you notice, I, I, and nothing against it, but don't ever let something make you change what you believe. In Christ, don't let anything, pandemic, weather, whatever, don't let it make you change. Oh, man, this is happening. I got to change. No, walk by faith, not by sight. 
walk in the things of God. God picked out faith for you. He didn't pick you out to be somewhere afraid and pick you out to be somewhere that where you won't step out and be bold and, and be uh, uh, out front about the gospel. That you, he wants your light to shine, not hide. And so you have to step back and know that what God has picked out for you. Again, when you run around, don't start changing clothes. Don't start changing your faith. Don't start changing your belief. Stay dressed in what the word of God said. Right? You, you want to stick with God. You want to stay with God. Endure. So when we keep things in our life that God hasn't picked out, we will put them on in times of trouble. You can always tell. When you've hung on to something God didn't put there, you will start trying that on when things are not going your way. Jesus was asleep during the storm. Isn't that powerful, right? Sometimes we're worried about, well, I don't hear God speaking to me because he's already rested. He already told you. You just, you got the other side. You don't, you, you're trying to take off what God has already told you to do. And he's already spoken. He's already got that. He can rest there. He don't care that there's a storm tempest because he know I, we, I mean, he was dressed in the other side. He was already over there. He's already dressed in that. Be dressed that your child is safe. Be dressed that your child is in their right mind, that they're free from drugs, free from alcohol, free from promiscuity. Be dressed in that. Be dressed. Where are your clothes? Where are your stuff? Where are your faith? And that's what he asked him. Where is your faith? Why did you doubt? He was asleep in the storm, which means he was wearing peace, too. And what he was wearing, he woke up and spoke it over the storm. See, you can tell by really what you got on by the way what comes out of your mouth. Bible says in Luke 6, 45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can tell what you're wearing. You know, some things, you know, people say, that slipped out. No, you've been wearing that. You've been wearing that. You've been wearing that sadness. You've been wearing that frustration. You've been wearing that anger. No, no, no. Take that off. Put on the, 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 the joy of the Lord. Put on the promises of God. Put on the peace of God. So it's just like you, you can't just put that in there. So we are, we are, address, we are addressing our circumstances with what we are dressed with. So if I got something that, you know, oh man, it's too much out there. The, the disease is too big out there. Uh-uh. That's, if you address it that way, that's what you're wearing. But now if you're wearing, if you put on the whole armor of God, come on now. That, that's what you're going to speak. You're going to speak what God has purposed on you. You're going to speak on, you're going to lay down when the things start rocking. Because you got peace because you are, God already told you about your side. He already told you where you're going to be. And so you got to rejoice in God in that. And that, that's, that is the blessings of God. So you got to be in a place. If you behold it, you can become it and you will declare it. I love that. If you can behold it, if you can behold that God, to, God says, beloved, I love you. Above all that, I love you. If you can behold that he loves you, you'll declare that he loves you. And you'll become that he loves you. Think about that. Some people can't even imagine God forgiving them. That's why they're still trying to pay God back. You'll never be able to pay God back. Just receive it. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift to be a blessing. It's a gift to give that hope. So God always has a different look than what the world is picking out to wear. And as believers, we, you know, when we wear what God has picked out, it will change the world. Man, if you're wearing salvation is to the world, if you're wearing here, the whole world shall receive Christ. If you're wearing, if I pray, if I would humble myself and pray and seek his face, then we heal our land. Our land would be healed if we would just wear that and quit wearing what the news is saying and quit wearing what people are saying who are not saved and not walking with God. We don't need to be putting on their opinion. We need to be walking and wearing the word of God. What are you dressed in? John 3, 16. I'm wearing the three-piece 16 suit 
today. That's what I'm wearing. And I'm going to stay because God picked that out for me. God picking out my stuff. God picking out my clothing. God picking out my gear. And that is the hand of God. Think about what you are wearing. And if it came from the closet of emotions, hurt, disobedience, unforgiveness, and unbelief, or whether it came from grace, mercy, and faith. You can tell by what you're wearing because you'll start talking about it. You'll start worrying about like what, what you got on, what, what you wearing, what you got in place. Just know God has a righteous garment designed perfectly for you, for your life. See, and that's the thing, too. It's, it's one thing to have on a suit. And, you know, normally I just dress down when I'm doing these. But, but when you have a suit that's tailored, and that suit is fit and designed specifically, it hangs differently. You can't get it to hang wrong because someone, when you put it on, shaped it for you. God has shaped the design of righteousness and sanctification and the salvation of God and the gift of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit for you. He has got a design plan for you. He is the designer. And knowing that he created you, that he knows what, how it should fit on you. He knows how it should wear. He knows how it should hang. Most people know how to act well, but it is in their reaction that they reveal who they truly are. Can you react well? I know, how, I know how to sit there well, but when something happens, the reaction is really what you got on. You know what I mean? You can call it whatever. I remember we used to want gold chains so bad that we wear a fake one, but when it rained, the chain told the truth. <laughs> and it turned green, your neck turned green and break out. It tells the truth. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They have a, a lot of costume faith. Costume life with Christ. It's a costume. And when it rained, they turn green and start turning to other things. Oh, man, God, and God didn't pick that out for you. God picked you out the real jewels. He picked you out the real gold. He picked you out the, the blessed life. The law requires and the grace and grace enables. So when, and back in the day, the law required you, but grace enabled you. What you couldn't do under the laws, the Bible said, grace was able to bring you close to Christ. The law had all these ways to get you sanctified, and it was requirements. But grace says, I've come with empowerment. I've empowered you to be an overcomer. I've empowered you to be victorious. And, and a lot of times what's happening in our new day with church, we say, well, we were redeemed for the curse of the law. But that didn't, that didn't take us away from obeying God. That didn't take us away from righteousness. That didn't take us away from putting on the, 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 the whole garment of, of praise. That didn't take us away from that. God called us to that. So we, we got to put that part in perspective. The law of what is happening in our life requires us to cover up run, be in fear, doubt, but God's grace enabled us to put on the mind of Christ and rest in him. And that's something. The law, the way things, the news, the outcome, all of that stuff, it requires you to run and hide. It requires you to try to be your own defense and try to be your own protection and try to be your Adam and Eve. It requires it. But grace says that by his stripes I'm healed, that I've got very power of God on my life to walk in him and trust in him. And, 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 and that's, that's just where Bible is, is. God is like, I've established a ground for you to walk on. I, I've picked some out for you. I didn't pick you out to be afraid. I didn't pick you out to be scared. I didn't pick you out to try to protect uh, and, and, and keep everything away from you. I've protected. I've already done that. I've already done that for you. 
God didn't pick us out so that we would not speak up about what the word says and not reach out to the lost and tell them about the goodness of God. He didn't pick, a, he didn't pick that out for us to be ashamed of the gospel. He didn't. He didn't. He dressed us up to be bold. He got bold things on you. And so we got to walk in what we're wearing. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, a great part of the Lord's prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. You know, and you start to, to just eat from God. And, and it's during this time of this fasting time, it's, it's been a time of just, just eating in the presence of God and, and just walking with God and, and honoring God in all that we are doing. It has been a place where the bread from that day lasted into the next day and lasted into the next day. And it just kept going. It kept growing in us. And so part of what God says, give us this day, our daily bread. What we put on will determine how far we will go on. See, a lot of times we're running out because we're not eating the bread of today. It's like I preached last time. I woke up like this. I woke up like this, full of the bread of God, full of the word of God, full of the will. So I'm going to go on with that. I know what's been picked out for me. This bread has been picked out for me. And all my day has been what I'm going to have, what God has already picked out for me because I'm going to walk by that. Bread of the morning is what feeds the day. And making the word mandatory will give us a category to proclaim God's will for our life. What's your category? Because the word has been made mandatory, so now i got a category to put everything I do in my life. Here's the category you're going to be in. According to the Bible and according to the will of God, this is my life. This is my day. This is where I'm called to. I'm going to walk according to this. This is who I am. This is what I do. And as we are blessing God at all times with our life, that God is holding us in a place so that we can know that we know when everything comes our way, God is still right there. So I don't have to put on an act. I don't have to perform for anyone because God has called me and God has shown me who I am in him. And he's shown you who you are. And if you have to put on some other person to make someone please you, you may be keeping the wrong company. Maybe keeping the wrong thing. And so you begin to look at those things and what God's called us to. Giving our, our, our life to Christ gave us victory over death and a starting point for every situation in life. So we battle from victory. We don't battle from defeat. We battle from victory. God has given us that. I've accepted Christ. When Jesus said, it is finished, I have that same victory. He rose again and gave me victory when I accepted him. I don't battle from defeat. I battle from my victory. I battle from my championship. I'll walk like a champion and be that champion. Battle from victory so we are called to walk in what God has provided, and we are delivered from needing to pursue what man has. See, when I've already got a win, I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm going by what I already have. I got victory. God picked that out for me. God picked his eternity for me to be in heaven. When he picked that out for me, I'm aware that. I'm aware that. I'm aware that every day. God picked that out for me. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 10 through 11, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And you know the story, Adam and Eve, they'd taken of the fruit and the fruit that God did not tell them. And they immediately started to produce shame. Which if you go back in Genesis 1 where God says when he created and they were both naked and they were not ashamed. But what happens when we start wearing 
the, the psychology of questioning God and doubting God, we ultimately start picking up on the garments of what looks like outside of God. And shame is the number one coat. Shame is the number one dress code. It's the biggest one. It's always on sale in the devil's kingdom. Sin is what makes us feel like we are inappropriate to respond to the voice of God. But if we can get a hold of how God picked out his best for us, it will be easy to get back up from a fall. Right? He's sitting there and he says, who told you you was naked? Your actions will speak about you and start to tell you. So if your actions is worship and praise and glorify God and picking the word, you know that, oh, no, I, I can respond because I'm dressed in that. But if you are doing things that are outside of God and you're trying to dress yourself to please man and trying to dress yourself to please the flesh and please the world, you're going to run from when God speaks and try to hide yourself. There's no need to hide. God loves you. He, he picked out unashamed for us. He picked out not guilty. He picked out set free for us to wear. He picked that out for us. It is not only about not going to hell. It is also about not bringing hell into your life. So a lot of times people say, well, at least they ain't going to send me to hell. But you, why would you want to go through hell while you're here? God didn't pick hell out for you to wear. He didn't pick hell to go through for you to wear. He picked out the righteousness of God. He that endures to the end shall be saved. That he called us to walk in authority, walk but according to the dominion of God, that walk according to the kingdom of God. That's what he picked. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's principalities and powers and wickedness and rulers that are out there. But God says now that not just go to heaven, but be a king here, be a queen here, be a prince, be a princess. I, that's what God picked out for us. He picked that out for you to wear. Who picked that out for you? Jesus. Who picked your confidence out for you? Jesus. God picked it out for me. And that's what I'm going to wear. You should be afraid. No, God didn't pick that out for me to wear, so I ain't wearing that. I ain't doing that. I ain't going somewhere to hide. God didn't pick my kid out to be lost. God picked my child out to be saved. Did I train them up in a way that they should go? They'll never depart from it. God did not pick confusion out for my children and your children. He didn't pick that out for them to wear. He didn't pick that out for us to put on them. And see, that's what's good. As a parent, I can't, if, if my kid gets out of line, I'm not going to agree with that. Because I know that is not the garment of God. I'm not going to disrobe them from walking with God. Even a, even a prodigal son, when he came back, his father put on him what had been picked out for him. Well before he went and started hanging out where them hogs were, God, he, he was, his father said, let me put back on you. That's wild. He put it back on. He put the, ro put the, put the robe on and go kill the fatty cow. Let's party because he now got the gear back on. What was the father had picked out for him? I thought, I mean, that, that, that fires me up. And I don't know who you know that's far away in your life, but come on now. Get the, get the garment out. Get them back on. They need to be dressed from what they've been into. And realize this is the real clothing of God. So you can have a bad day, but don't let the bad day have you. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 through 16. By him. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And I, I love it. It says, into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. And understand, we know the gates of heaven made out of pearl. But no pearl is developed out of pressure. 
and out of resistance and out of irritation. God makes a pearl out of that. Think about it. I mean, it's just God is just so powerful. Like, he dressed you. He dressed you in the fact that anything you've gone through, as you go through it, he's going he to he adorn you in the end. But he's not dressed you to quit and give up and turn back and run back to the world. He says, no, all the stuff you're going through is an entryway for others. It's a gate. It's a gate. Praise is the one thing that, that we have to make a sacrifice to do. Because it must be done when things in our life don't seem praiseworthy. It says make a sacrifice of praise. Imagine that, right? Because in worship, all I got to do is be in love with God. In, in, in times of prayer, all I got to do is bow my knees. Pray. But praise, sometimes when things are not going your way, you have to sacrifice what's going on around you. And wear the praise. Put that back on and say, you know what? I'm going to rejoice in God anyways. And again, I say I shall re- I'm wearing praise. Come on now, that's that thanksgiving that you wear. It's a sacrifice. Sacrifice. This is why when people come to you, maybe some you got some going on with your body, and they say, well, how are you doing? By his stripes, I am healed. That's not easy to say, but it's a sacrifice of praise because I know God's got me. That's what I'm wearing. I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm wearing, that's my sacrifice of praise. I believe that I have it. I believe that it's been received all on the other side. I understand, Mr. Storm, you came here, but the sacrifice of praise tells me I am wearing joy to come out of my mouth and celebrate God. With all of my heart, soul, mind, and body, that's what it's wearing me. I'm all, that's what's on me. I got that. I got that on me. And so you begin to do that. Making the sacrifice of praise makes room. Listen, this is, oh man, it's so powerful. Makes room for our children and others in our life to walk freely. You know, when you don't walk around complaining like everybody else is complaining, and, 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 and you start to make a sacrifice to praise. You know, that's one thing I'm praying over our country that every, every time it's whoever's elected, we lose half the body of Christ or half, and it's always divided. A house divided cannot stand. And instead of coming together and praying that every leader will have the mind of Christ and be influenced by the Spirit of God, you make a sacrifice of praise because that's going to make room for our children's children's children, for everyone around us to start to grow. When the body of Christ starts to make the sacrifice, instead of giving their side and giving their opinion, give a sacrifice of praise. And that's going to open doors and remove hindrances. And God's going to move on our behalf. So God picked that out for you. God picked out peace. He picked out your good night's rest. He picked out loving your family. He picked out forgiveness. He, he picked that out for you. He picked out hope. He picked out you've been able to hear. He picked all that. You, you can wear that. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray that you, you get in the gear. You get in the, the outfit that God has picked you for. All right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you've picked out for us in our life. And even though some people are looking at some of the things that are going on in their life, and and though it may not look good, don't let them forget that what you've really picked out for their life is the sacrifice of praise, that worship, that glorifying you, Lord God, that remind them that you've picked another side. You picked out something else for them to wear. They don't have to wear this heaviness. They don't have to wear the grief. They don't have to wear this this, uh, codependence. They don't have to wear that. They don't have to wear addiction. Lord God, you've picked out freedom. 
you've picked out just just the power of God to rest in us. So, Lord God, I thank you for laying out all that we need to wear in this world and in this time. Thank you for picking out, Lord God, that 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 what you've got for our minds and for us to see. And, Lord God, we're going to just put that on and we're going to keep that on no matter what comes up. And, Lord, we'll stand at the other end giving you glory at all times. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are blessed. We thank you. Please tune in Wednesday. We're going to re-air that overcoming fear. And you guys have a blessed week. Bye-bye.